This is the Audi Diary of the 27th day of the fourth month of year 2021. I am sitting in a parking lot off of a forest service road. I had a wonderful night at camp last night, except a couple of funny things or strange things happened. One was that uh, I had my poutines left over that I wanted to finish last night, and but they were really cold, obviously. Um, because it had been hours since I bought them. And and all the cheese curds and, you know, pulled pork, they were all uh, quite solid. So I wanted to heat it up over the campfire. And the campfire went got going really nice and easy with the fire starters and the kindling wood that I got. It was really easy and a really bright fire, so I don't think I need to buy those fire logs anymore. Uh, now that I know how to actually manage a fire <laughs> um and yeah just the fire starters got it going without any problem so i think just carrying those a couple of those will be enough for uh most emergency and campfire situations so i'm quite happy with having a bit of fat wood or the fire starter anyway so i got uh i did that and i apparently had the poutine package a bit too close to the fire because I ended up burning the package like the pack like the um yeah the packaging caught on fire there was no way to stop it and I ended up basically burning all of my leftover poutines I still got some food in my body um and I had some of the lemon squares that I packed from home so it was all right of a dinner but it was really funny because I could the only thing I could do was see my dinner go up in flames um i actually tried to dig out some of the potatoes because you can imagine you know since you might have seen oven baked potatoes and such potatoes uh take longer to burn than paper packaging right so um I still had it, but there were too many ashes on it. I, I'm pretty sure while trying to salvage some uh, some fries, I also ingested quite a bit of ashes, which is probably not good for my uh, health. So I gave up uh, after a certain point. The other thing was I had probably the best night of sleep ever. Uh, and I think it did go down to, you know, seven, eight, if not five degrees, I think was actually what's in the forecast. I've been out of cell reception for a while, so I don't actually know. Um, yeah, so I don't actually know. Uh, but I have, uh, it was really, really nice. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh so i did that uh i i had some of the best night of sleep and i realized the trick was that i blew up my air mattress uh my sleeping air mattress uh to a level that i had never tried before i just had a lot of time in front of the campfire so i blew on it until i felt like it was going to burst and then all and then you know, it naturally deflates a little bit and then I blew on it again until it looked like it was going to burst. Like there was no more air that could go in. And then all night, the air mattress was really um, lofted, lofty and high. And so I never, my hips never sank down, slightly sank down to the ground. And I just didn't have the cold lower back problem that I almost always had on every single winter uh, camping trip that I've had. So I realized that my problem was I need to blow on the mattress to a level that I that I didn't that I haven't been doing. That has been my problem all along. And because 
Um, and the other thing was I also washed my sleeping bag. I know it sounds really disgusting, but I thought I was mistaken all this time to think that my sleeping uh, bag was, uh, it's, it's made out of down. And so I thought I need, it needed to be taken to the dry cleaners um, until I actually read the label on my sleeping bag, which said it could be machine washed. I was shocked. I had no idea that down could be, uh, that this, you know, relatively uh, advanced technical material plus the down could just be machine washed. Um, I was worried that it was going to lose all the feathers in the dryer and the washing machine, but I ran it once because that's what it said. And I followed the instructions. I actually ran it and my sleeping bag is very, is in very good condition. And I think uh, just, you know, washing it and getting any of the body oils and stuff in it um, will always help it perform better. And it did. It, it performed really, really well. And so even though technically the temperature was probably the same or not that different from some of the summer nights I've been sleeping out or even the winter nights I've been sleeping out, uh, ice was really nice and warm and toasty. Of course, I also have figured out after several winter nights spent outside how to layer on properly and so I know exactly all the layers I need to put on but I didn't even go the full length I I knew there were more things I could have put on myself that I didn't and so I think you know that was a really successful night except that I had a very strange dream so cold wise I was very you know toasty and comfortable all night but the thing about the cold uh thing about my dreams was that I dreamt that within the exact tent that I'm sleeping at, there was this woman who was, um, like, patting me down during the night. Uh, I think as if she were trying to find my wallet or trying to steal from me, basically, maybe steal my car keys. And of course, um, I do the thing of putting my valuables uh, inside my mummy sleeping bag at my foot, which helps keep my feet toasty because there's no empty kind of area of air um, at the bottom of my feet which is where you know naturally you would get the coldest but it's also because uh, it, it's a basically impossible to take out my valuables without um, you know waking me up right because you would have to reach all the way inside my sleeping bag or cut a slit through the sleeping bag or something like it would not be easy because it's in a way it, it's basically shoved inside in the deep of a, a deep bag or something. <laughs> the only way you would be able to reach down and um, grab something out of that would be to basically wake me up. And so it was as if somebody was patting me down. So in, um, in the stream, I grabbed the wrist or the hand of whoever was kind of um, quietly trying to steal from me. And I bit on the finger of this woman you know me trying to like basically trying to stop this person uh and then you know once the finger i had the finger out of my mouth and they just kind of like go went ah i, I went hey and i said that word out loud in reality and i woke myself up um and it was a pretty scary dream because it was exactly the right kind of uh perspective and the exact location i it felt very real uh, and it could have very easily been true, right? It, it could have, things could have happened that way that somebody was trying to steal from me um, in the middle of the night while I was sleeping, probably trying to steal my car. 
and it wasn't. It was just a dream, but uh, it was so realistic that it took me a couple of minutes um, just to regain a sense of what the what on earth was happening and realize that it was a dream and it wasn't reality and realize that I was completely fine you know nobody was trying to steal from me uh all my valuables were at my toe toes um and I'm fine I could just go back to sleep and that's also when I noticed in the middle of the night how warm I was I was like wow I'm so comfortable and warm this is this is almost strange that that I didn't wake up from feeling too cold. So I felt nice and warm and toasty last night. Um, maybe uh, another time I'll actually share the exact gear that I use and how I managed to be so nice and toasty. Uh, but apparently the trick was um, instead of trying to buy, go out and buy more expensive gear, which is what my original plan was, I was going to upgrade my sleeping mat. But I... It turns out I don't need to do that at all. All I need is just to blow up my mattress a lot more diligently and with more force and with more persistence than I have been doing and to wash and take care of the sleeping bag that I already have. So we'll see. Um, of course, you know, being comfortable at 8 degrees or even 5 degrees outside doesn't mean that I'll be comfortable at minus 5 or minus 10, which are some of the weathers that I do actually want to camp out at eventually. Um, but we'll, we'll deal with that when winter comes along again. <laughs> For now, as summer is approaching, um, probably up until fall, I'll be completely fine just uh, camping out of the gear that I already have. And so I don't think I'll be spending money on that, which is always good news. So... Those were some of the events of my um, night, and I am going to now uh, embark on a trail, on a trail called, where, what is it actually called? Um, Crooked Falls in the Sigurd Creek uh, Conservancy. And it's about 5.5 kilometers up and down. There's apparently quite a few steep sections. It's a, there. Are, it's about 500 uh, meter elevation gain over 5.5 kilometers. So that's actually pretty decent um, elevation gain. So it'll be decently steep. Uh, in terms of the weather today, uh, right now I have that the highest it will be 14. I think the Mike's car's thermometer was saying it's 11 outside and it's 10.35, so that makes sense. Um, and then 14 degrees as the high and 3 degrees as, as, as the low. And it's going to be a combination between a bit of rain and sunshine. So sounds good. It is a short trail, so I think I should be back. Um, you know, four hours at the most, but I'll probably make it in less, uh, depending on how much rest and things like that that I take. But I am going to try and make it out uh, before um, I feel starving and, and like I have to go to lunch. And so I'll probably go jump into town in Squamish, get a sandwich or something like that at the grocery store. Because again, like I said yesterday, I'm trying... I'll probably, I'll try not to eat out um, so that I can save a little bit of money uh, and probably go to a nice park and just have a picnic with uh, either the noodles that I have 
um, or the oatmeal, and of course the sandwiches. I also managed to finally finish my gas canister, which I'm really excited about. Uh, just because when you have a little bit of gas left over, it's kind, of, it's really awkward. What do you do with it? Because it's often not going. You don't want to actually have that as your only cooking option when it might run out on you in the middle of cooking. And so I. You know, and I and obviously, if you don't want to carry two canisters, what are you supposed to do with one half empty canister, uh, nearly empty canister? So what I did was I used it on this trip because I obviously had oatmeal, which could just be cold soaked if it ran out on me, um, and I didn't desperately need the hot water for warming myself up. Obviously, I had a really nice night, and so I really didn't need the hot water or the tea in the morning. I could just drink cold water and feel completely refreshed. And so I used it for cooking my noodles this morning, and it managed to just burn out exactly when my noodles were 90% done, so I could eat it as if it were all Dante without too much of a problem. And that's really exciting these little things about camping <laughs> that can be you know it, it, it just becomes anno both annoying and uh, a bit of a bother to try and carry two canisters but you obviously don't want to run out of gas and so it's really nice when these kinds of things just align on you <laughs> anyway i'll embark on my hike i'll probably talk to you again um, on the trail whenever i'm resting and so talk to you soon this is me recording another audio note on a beautiful lookout. I've only climbed up 20 minutes up into the trail, yet already there is a beautiful little lookout that looks over the valley and the beautiful, I imagine this is a Squamish River or it might even be the Segured Creek that flows into the Squamish River but it is seriously so beautiful. There is a bit of cloud cover, uh, but it is a bright and dry day so far. I am, and the trail has been uh, well marked and well kind of paved or well trodden with uh, plenty of steep parts. And I, from what I understand, there'll be even more steep parts um, coming up as I go up to the uh, waterfall. That's my destination. Um, there's supposed to be one official lookout on the trail and this is my unofficial lookout that I just discovered to the side. Uh, I noticed a couple of, uh, you know, tiny trails leading off to the side and here I am on top of kind of a ledge looking over the valley and the beautiful river and the scenery is gorgeous. So I just decided to take a bit of a breather and Enjoy the view. I am in grizzly country, so I am back to the good old yo bear routine. If you remember um, my Celtic cotton audio diaries, that's what I did. Uh, I, you know, there's bear bells, and you're supposed the best thing to do for bear prevention is always to make a lot of sound. Uh, so people carry things like bear bells, especially when they're hiking alone. And so, but you know, better than bear bells, the 
best thing to let, let bears know that you are here is the human voice. <laughs> um, grizzly bears are also known to never, basically, I don't think there's any recorded incident of a bear attacking a group of more than four. So if you're in a group and you're going through a grizzly country, you're probably fine. Uh, if you're hiking solo like I am, I have come equipped with a bear banger, the other star of the show at Selchil Cottons and my grizzly encounter. I have come equipped with a bear banger. I've actually put it in my pocket so I can pull it out at any time when I see, when I notice the bear coming. But the best thing for bear prevention is to make a lot of noise. And so even though I'm listening to music, I don't have it pulled, you know, right up so I could, I can hear other noises uh, through the earphones. Uh, and, you know, as, uh, as soon as some bars have gone by or probably like 30 to 50 seconds in between, uh, I just scream out or shout out, yo bear, I'm speaking to the bear, just saying, hey, I'm here. Uh, this is the same thing they'll teach you in Alaska or um, any of these kind of bear countries where you're out by yourself. Um, they'll always say, you know, to practice bear safety, the best thing to do is just speak at the bear just as you would speak to a human. Uh, and what I want to say is, yo, bear, I'm here. Uh, just letting you know I'm here. Don't be surprised. If you're a mother with your cub, you might want to give us a bit of distance. Uh, if you're by yourself, you might also want to give us some distance. Basically, you know, I'm not going to surprise you in any way because you'll have heard me coming for miles away. Uh, of course, the bears have benefit of having much better hearing than uh, humans do. And this forest is not terribly forested. I'm also not walking on snow, which would absorb a lot of sound. So I'll need to be screaming and shouting a lot more. I, I wouldn't say screaming, like an alarmed noise, which would alarm perhaps other wildlife, but shouting. Uh, but I, wouldn't need to sh I would need to shout a lot more if I were walking on snow or really dense forest cover, but I'm walking through neither. So uh, probably one shout every minute is good. Uh, I'm probably shouting more often than that. And listening to a little bit of music actually helps me keep track uh, because when a song ends, and I feel like I haven't shouted enough, that's a good reminder. Uh, and I don't get just completely lost in my thoughts uh, without shouting. So it actually helps to have a bit of a rhythm of the music because it helps me keep the progress of time easier when you have a song playing. Uh, usually songs are, you know, three to four minutes and that gives, helps me keep the progress of time rather than if I were just walking by myself without looking at the phone, without any external stimuli, it'd be hard for me to, it'd be easy for me to get really, really anxious, uh, especially hiking alone in grizzly country and shout too often, which is just going to tire me out. And it's just not, that's not the state of mind I want to be in. But so it's really nice to have a um, song playing, which gives up a constant rhythm and helps me uh, not, you know, drift too far off into uh, into my own thoughts without external stimuli and it does help me um, remind me to keep letting the bears know that I'm here. Uh, let me try and describe a little bit of what the scenery is like. Um, I am looking over a really 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 lush forest. Uh, the wonderful thing about coming in spring is that there's a lot of light green new leaves and new foliage everywhere. Uh, in between the darker evergreen trees. And I think even the evergreen trees, they also tend to sprout off um, 
new sections of leaves uh, during this time. So there's that. So what the forest I see is actually really diverse and it's not just a whole section of you know younger trees and a whole section of older trees which is very common in heavily forested areas where there's regrowth and but and there's old growth uh, but it's actually just spattered throughout which is even better <laughs> which is even more wonderful it's 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 just, it looks really really beautiful um, I see quite a few mountain ranges and basically this is like a valley with a winding river kind of a big between a big creek and a small river um, the winding water and the river winding through this lush forested valley. Uh, on either side there's mountains that some of them are high enough to be snow-capped. Uh, I don't think I'm going up to snow level today. I read the reviews on all trails and everybody said that the ice and snow um, up until the mark that I'm climbing to is all basically gone. Mm. Excuse me, but even basically all the snow-capped peaks are all uh, misted in the clouds. So I can only see the peaks of the snow through the uh, through the clouds. And I have a wonderful uh, hiking pole with me, which is um, going to help me get through uh, the stiffness of a camping camp overnight and help me um, get to uh, the fall and especially the steep sections without too much of an issue. Uh, the wonderful thing about this trail that I've heard is that it is a, it alternates between steep and flat, steep and flat, and so that'll really help me get through uh, the difficult uh, sections. I always find it really kind of challenging on morale more than anything, uh, perhaps also on the knees when it's this constant uh, steep, 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 and then also the constant flat can also get me a little bit. Um, you know, can help me lose my focus, and I and I like having a bit of physical uh, strenuous challenge, and so having a bit of steep is not bad. Uh, and just flat is not that interesting, so it's great to have alternating steep and flat sections. Um, I'll probably record for you again, potentially at the waterfall, potentially at the beautiful lookout that's supposed to be before the waterfall. Hello, this is me recording again. Um, on the uh, decline um, or the descent from the wonderful Crooked Falls and the lookout uh, that I got to see at the top of the trail. And I'm on my way back. Uh, my knees and my feet are pretty sore from trying to navigate the uh, steep, rocky terrain. It was hard coming up and now it's not actually physically, you know, demanding in the same sense of not huffing and puffing, but it's hard on the knees and hard on your feet to try and balance on all these rocks and roots and all on a pretty steep descent. So I'm taking a break, uh, not because I'm tired, but just to give my feet a bit of a rest. And I decided to sit down in front of this amazing giant boulder covered with moss and it looks like a shrine to something. It's pretty amazing and magical. I took a few photos of this on the way up. Uh, so I decided to sit down here and record a little bit of what happened on the trail. This trail was uh, decently quite physically demanding because it was so steep. Uh, there were, I've already uh, marked 1300 meters in elevation gain and loss. So that's a lot, um, especially over 5.5 kilometers. That's a lot of elevation gain and loss. So you can imagine how steep it is and also, uh, you know, a fair bit of up and down as well. A lot of scrambling and it's fun, uh, but it's difficult.
So uh, the all day it's been alternating between very slight misty rain and peaks of sunshine and yeah, it's been very typical uh, West Coast uh, Pacific Northwest weather. Beautiful but wet and it hasn't been pouring rain, which is very delightful. So what actually happened when I went up was that I went to the lookout, I had a bit of snacks. Uh, yeah, I rested for a little bit and then I made my way from the lookout to the waterfall, which was again more strenuous and more steep uh, terrain. And then I got to the waterfall and the Crooked Waterfalls were amazing. They were so big and I could stand so close to it. I was just overwhelmed with the amount of power energy that was in it and I also realized as I was approaching the waterfall that I can no longer you know use noise um, to warn grizzly bears that I'm coming because I'm approaching this roaring giant thing that's going to drown out all sound and I realized I couldn't rely on that um, I don't know what creatures may be behind this <laughs> you know uh, and, and I was kind of putting myself in a corner uh, and in times like this, I pray. So I did, uh, saying that, you know, again, I'm being trying to be responsible and take the, all the precautions I can, but I'm going into a corner where I can't use noise and I can't, I don't have enough of a 360 view to view any creatures that are going to come and see me. It might not be able to smell me or hear me at all uh, because I'm we're next to this giant waterfall. And so uh, I just prayed and asked that you would keep me safe, uh, that God would keep me safe. And so I went, stepped into the waterfall, or, or not into the waterfall, um, onto this little ledge that was so close to falls. I, I would, my glasses got misty immediately from all the, you know, minuscule droplets that were coming off of the waterfall. It was so big and so powerful, um, and it wasn't falling off of a smooth cliff, but of a very jagged rocky edge and so you can see all the staircase waterfalls coming off of it so much water um, and it is literally crooked so it bends sharply around the corner as it falls uh, and I'm standing basically on top of the bend it was so beautiful and I was so overwhelmed and so I started just kind of singing praises uh, singing amazing grace <laughs> and I was crying and I was just so overwhelmed by the energy and the beauty of the moment and I was so relieved by the fact that nobody could hear me. Um, I was completely helpless and powerless in front of it. And I felt so alive and so, so I just, yeah, prayed and, and praised God. And then I had a few, well, quite a few moments of intimate prayer as I was making my way down from the falls. Uh, and I actually managed to meet a couple, so a couple with their dog. So, I was not the only person on the trail, good to know, uh, and which gives me a lot more relief, obviously, since they have come up the trail with a big dog. Uh, chances are the trail that I'm going through now is more likely to be deserted by any creatures. Um, yeah, and, and we have seen each other. That's always a good thing uh, for missing persons reports and things like that. And so I am happy to make my way down I still have about like half of the trail to go through so this is a this is supposed to be a short trail but uh, it's 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 taking me quite a lot of hours 
um, it, just because of how steep it is. Of course, I'm taking all these breaks, uh, but also it's the distance that I ended up covering with all these lookouts and all these uh, little detours that I'm taking is significantly longer than what's listed. So for example, like I said, I'm only, um, so my ascent and descent, so they're kind of like two times, right? So of my descent, I'm only halfway down. And so that means that there's a quarter of the mileage left. And I have, my, my distance is marked as 5.8. And the entire trail was supposed to be 5.5. So I think this trail will definitely end up being longer than 5.5, at least the way I walked it. And I think, I wonder if that's going to be the end of my audio diaries. I don't know if I will want to record again. I may or may not. Um, but I think I'm probably going to, uh, as soon as I'm done with this hike, I'm probably going to keep it uh, slow and mellow. I might chill a little bit at Squamish. I might chill a little bit at North Vancouver, have my dinner and rec uh, return my car and just, you know, keep it a mellow day. And I'll probably keep it simple. Thanks for listening to me as always. And I will talk to you next time.